0: a grizzly should we get out of here no we're gonna watch and listen
1: (laughs) well hello there everybody welcome to rio gary spikes blazer how you doing there hello val how's everybody doing tonight on a friday evening how you doing there chris hey how you doing buddy doing good hello there denise is everybody starting to slide in so what you been up to
2: oh well, working ufo cases and uh doing some psychic uh, cases for people and uh just a little bit of everything nonstop. stop
1: Interesting. Well, hello there, Nicole. Welcome. I haven't seen you in a while. Hopefully everything's doing well. Hello there, Gene. So, uh, before we get started, I think I need me a drink. Uh, These, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, hello there, the jeweled Phoenix. Welcome to the show. Round of applause. So, today I went out and got the cameras, and uh, I just now started watching the footage, and ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, it is an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I told Chris uh, I had to put some of the footage on the 75-inch because I thought I actually had something at first between the orbs and the shadows. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, it actually had me going, and I ain't going to tell you about the story about going to get the cameras, but uh, Chris saw some of the footage, and uh, evidently I put uh, the cameras in a good spot. Yes, uh, we got a lot of lot of deer activity, a lot of bucks, six pointers, three points, uh, seven points. Uh, but hello there, Walthers. Good evening. A round of applause for you, kind sir. But anyway, so you know what I'll be doing all night tonight, looking at footage and video and pictures. So, what are we gonna do tonight, Chris?
2: We're gonna talk about ETs and uh, how I channel the uh, extraterrestrials. Oh,
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, how do you do that?
2: I do it through a a series of uh, psychic work using remote viewing and and just the fact that I'm able to have a communication with them. Between the ETs and spirit guys. I'm able to get quite a bit of information pretty much whenever I need it.
1: That's interesting.
2: So, how long have you been doing this? I've been able to uh, communicate since I was a child, but it wasn't until I was much older when I had a better grasp and understanding of it.
1: Interesting. Now I know a lot of people uh, say that they are able to do that, and we actually had some on the show, and it's very interesting. Uh, really is. And you actually are working on UFO cases too, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I work with Move On the Mutual UFO Network. I'm a, a certified field investigator, and I work as an abduction counselor for people who've had a contact experience. Interesting.
1: Well, take us on your journey, kind sir.
2: All right. So I actually did some uh, right before the show here a little bit ago. I sat down and spoke with the ETS to answer some questions for everybody here, because I'm sure they have questions they want to answer us too, things they want to know. But this whole journey started for me back when I was a a child. I, I began having uh, psychic experiences as well as ET experiences. Of course, ET experiences I didn't have an understanding for. Neither 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 did I do, did I have understanding for the psychic experiences. But as I grew older, I began to realize. The ETs were helping me develop my psychic abilities and my ability to heal and help other people in many ways. So the older I got, the more I began to understand all of that. At first, I was a little disappointed because I was trying to have a career. After I got out of high school, all I could do was help other people. Right. And having to be in the right place at the right time. But at the same time, I was having visitation at night. And finally, one one day, I was able to kind of put two and two together. That seems like every time I have visitation, I get stronger and more knowledgeable, and I'm able to help more people in different ways. So finally, one day, I made it a clear deal with him. I said, "If you let me have a career and do all the things I want to do in life, I'll help other people and keep that job first ahead of everything else." And within just a matter of months, I was getting phone calls from the Travel Channel. Different organizations want me to do paranormal shows and UFO things, and everything just kind of came like a snowball effect. It just started rolling. Once I made that promise. The doors opened up,
1: yeah, and I hear that a lot uh, with people that have uh, this ability uh, to communicate, and it's very interesting because we also hear that uh, the ETs do come back and help mankind and progress that with also not only help them with knowledge but medically as well as to heal them. Is that true
2: on your behalf? Oh, yeah, they do. They they come back. They'll heal and help those that need it. Um, a lot of times, you don't know for a fact that they're going to come, but but you do know that you, you get a sense, like a feeling, and then and then you, like, like a warmth kind of, at least to me it does, and then they take you, and then and they, they do the healing, whatever needs to be done to you, and then they bring you back afterwards.
1: Interesting. Now, Gene Hansen is asking you, uh, i have a question for chris can he tell if other people has had any interactions with ets uh, maybe yeah. if their minds are suppressed the uh, the encounters
2: or memories oh yes i, I can look at somebody and I, I can kind of ask my ets has this person ever had contact or been visited and then usually i'll get a response or sometimes i can just look at a person and that's, and i just get like knowledge it just clicks in my head i just know interesting yes okay
1: so have you actually found people that uh, maybe has not been forthcoming and honest and they're like, I have, and they actually haven't?
2: Oh, yes. I've had people that have, I've spoke to over the phone and uh, when, I, when I'm when i doing my counseling job <clears throat> and they were telling me there were stories and there's always little things they, they say in their stories that, 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 that I know, okay, that's not part of the process of how it works. They're, they're making it up. But in a lot of cases I, I can let them talk and then when they get done, I can, I can go back and ask a few questions to see if I can trip them. If they're telling the truth, then the story is going to be consistent throughout the whole evening. But right. if, they're, if they're changing things, and, and a lot of times I can tell when they go, well, it was yay big, and it was you know such and such. Uh, no.
1: Right. Yeah, so there are key words and phrases that you look for as well, like I do. Absolutely. A lot,
2: of, a lot of it is the descriptions they give. There, there are certain things that witnesses have told me that a normal person would not have the knowledge of. Unless they've actually had an experience, and then that's the key words.
1: Yeah, welcome, uh, cryptic Cowboy. Yeah,
2: so uh, another
1: thing that I look for too, right, <clears throat> is that a lot of people will use what they see off TV, but what right. they see off TV and, and what the actual encounters are not the same. No, not at all. A lot of people don't know that see?
2: right. There are certain, like I say, certain key words that I look for. And, and, I, and I know as soon as I hear those words, okay, they've had an encounter. Because nobody else would, would give a description to that exact T as to what we see and work, work with.
1: Yeah. So Denise is like, oh, what do some of these creatures look like?
2: Well, oddly enough, they look exactly identical to us. In, in fact, even their um, eyes and ears and everything is just like us in, in a lot of cases. Like a lot of people see the ETs with with the big black eyes. Those are actually like sunglasses that they use to block our sunlight because our sunlight bothers them. That's why their eyes look black. Otherwise, they're just like us. And some ETs may have a different skin tone like grays or or we even had some that look more, I want to say, like a greenish, like the praying mantis. But in most cases, I mean, a lot of them look just like us, except for the praying mantises do look a little bit more like, I'll always refer to those as grasshoppers, but some people call them praying mantises. That, interesting that, Val is day.
1: asking you how many different types have you had contact with
2: I personally have had contact with only two races but there are as far as I know 64 in existence up there
1: okay so I wasn't far off I think I was towed uh 56 or 57 so
2: and those are just the ones we know there could, there could be even more I mean I mean space is unlimited so who knows what's all out there
1: yeah, and Jean Hudson's agreeing with you. She said she's heard many people say a lot of people don't remember and then something will trigger that memory and then they turn around and have breakdowns. What do you think?
2: Yeah, in most cases the ETs will if they want you to remember, they will let you remember. But a lot of times they'll keep it blocked until you're older and more knowledgeable. And when they feel you're ready, they'll bring all the knowledge back out of their shoulders themselves again and remind you. Cuz cuz once you get a if you haven't seen them in years, maybe you don't remember. When you do finally get that next visitation, maybe you're older and they come around again, everything just kind of comes right back to you.
1: Now, how can, for an average person, because I hear this a lot, how can you tell if it's a dream, a recalled dream over and over, or an actual encounter? How can you di- differentiate between <clears throat> the two? Or can you?
2: Oh, yeah. If it's an actual encounter, there's going to be certain, um, Things that you're going to get feelings. You're going to have certain um, vibrations that are going to be shifted. And and for the most part, you're going to feel like you're more alive, more awake. Because because if you're actually having an encounter, your, your whole body s- seems more like it's... I don't want to say like an energy drink, but you just feel more, more kind of like a jolt. You feel more like, okay, I'm here. But if it's a dream, you're going to feel more loose. You're not going to have that strong sensation. Because the actual visitation has a very has a very intense sensation that you know you're
1: there okay and uh, nicole's asking uh because we see this a lot in some of the videos uh where they think they're hiding up in the sky and clouds but sometimes they're not but how do the clouds play into extraterrestrial activity or do they
2: yeah the clouds they do sometimes that they'll 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 kind of shut their lights off and, and kind of hide behind the clouds and then they either wait for the right moment to come down because when, when they do show themselves, they usually, you, if you if you watch, you'll see it like they just pop out of nowhere where they're actually coming from behind the clouds because they can shut their lights off. And then when they're ready, come out of there and, and reveal themselves.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Val says she's never seen a UFO. I think you probably have just didn't know what it was and just probably pull it off as a satellite or an airplane. Uh, I know growing up, uh, there's a lot of things I couldn't explain, but now mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to differentiate if it's man-made or satellite or whatnot. And Denise yeah, is with, a,
2: go ahead, I'm sorry. I work with, I work with a lot of witnesses that, 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 have, that have had cases, things that happened in the past, and they said now that they saw uh, UFO documentaries and shows, they're like, I've never seen something like that. I didn't think, I didn't know what it was then, but yeah, it was a UFO. Denise is saying, I've always
1: wondered if slate paralysis was ever connected to ETs.
2: It can be. Sometimes ETs will um, kind of put you in that paralysis state in order to uh, in order to take you up to their craft. Or sometimes they'll put, like if you have a significant other next to you, they'll put them in a paralysis state while they abduct you or take you. And then when they bring you back, they'll release her hold.
1: Yes, I've actually heard that. You know, before with some people uh sleep paralysis if if people's never experienced that before it's kind of terrifying
2: uh I get it. yeah it really is you can move your eyes and and that's about the only thing you're allowed you can move everything else is just like a paralyzed
1: uh let's see here chris i wonder if he could ask ets if humans are ever landed on the moon we did a show about that the other night
2: yes e, um Yes, we have landed on the moon. It, it is true. We have not done it as many times as they allude to, but we have been on the moon.
1: Yes, and I, I, I think uh, I agree with that. Uh, now, another question. Yeah, Nicole, I do uh, agree with the sleep paralysis. It's scary. I had mm-hmm. that one time, and uh, it literally freaked me out. Now, Gene Hudson, Chris, do you have any health issues for being abducted, and how do you deal with your abduction?
2: I've never had any health issues from being abducted. Uh, the times I have been brought back, I've been more energized, more alert, and they're again, more knowledgeable. Seems like I always come back with more knowledge than when I left. And how yeah. do I handle how mm-hmm. do I handle my abductions? Uh, the abductions are rather peaceful uh, when they come. Uh, I usually find myself in like a clear, like last one of the recent ones I had. I was in a, I was taken into a, a clear, like fluorescent, uh, bright room. It was just a pure, like no, no furniture, nothing. Just a pure bright room, and there was a praying man that's in front of me, and the room, the air was filled with love. You wouldn't think, I know it sounds weird, but the whole air was filled with love, and then we embraced, and then that next thing I know was I was I was back in in my uh, chair again. In fact, this exact chair, to be exact.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. i say I couldn't handle that. I'd probably die. Uh, Cryptic cowboy, uh, do you have any implants, and what do you think about implants?
2: I do not. not that I'm aware of, I don't have any implants, although I, I, I've never had it checked out. I don't feel like there's anything in there. Um, and what was the other part of the question? What do you think about implants? <clears throat> uh, yes, I think the, in, the implants are used as kind of like a health tracking device. They'll put a little something in you. They can monitor your health and monitor, monitor your whereabouts while they're traveling the galaxies. And then when it's time, they will remove the implant. When they feel you're healthy enough, you don't need their assistance anymore. In fact, they'll put a People call these things abductions. We call them more like being taken for health reasons and stuff. So when they take somebody, it's to heal them and broaden their knowledge and increase their spirituality. So implants are only only used as a health reason. When they feel you don't need it, they will take it out.
1: So Gene Hudson, I'm sorry. You know, let's be realistic. Grizzly can't handle a lot of things. And yes, I would probably die. I've seen a praying man this uh, that big? Yeah. No. I mean, look what the guy did on the bicycle in the cemetery. You know, that there gave me a heart attack, right? So, no, I'm good. Thank you. Chris is like, what? Yeah. That's a long story, Chris. <laughs> Those are really good questions. Uh, a lot of these questions oh, yeah. get uh, uh, asked with some of the other panels that we have on there. And Gene says, I'm sorry, I laughed as hard as you in the bot. Yeah. So, anyway, that poor guy. But yeah, but I don't know. I, I I have talked to people that, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll go on the record. Years ago, I wouldn't, I didn't believe in this stuff, but the more as I got older and dealt with people around the world, there is a phenomenon going on about people being abducted. Yes. And being taken and they are experiencing things and i mean now are there hoaxes yeah Uh, yeah like chris said there are people not being honest because they want to be in the 15 minutes of fame but uh and they want an answer to my question about woman being abducted and getting pregnant did no i must have missed that one me too uh i missed that one chris so all right gene uh for the auto audio listeners and we'll go on the record Gene Hudson says, Grizzly, I want an answer to my question about women being abducted and getting pregnant from it. I was serious. Uh, Maybe that was on another show. I don't think she asked tonight. Uh, So I think that was on another show. So uh, does
2: it happen, Chris? Uh, I will say that there has been claims where women have assumed they don't, although they don't have proof, but they assume and they feel like their children are from et's and they feel like they're also from et's so it's kind of like a almost like what do you call it, like a family tree thing where where you were first and then of course your your kids and then so on and so forth but there's never been actually any cases or proven that a child was born or a woman was impregnated from an et
1: and uh, she says it's actually above i don't see it so i do apologize so some of the things that I know talking to experiencers uh, excuse me, not from I don't I don't think we had any on the show. I know they know people from who they spoke with in their groups that said that uh, that they went to the doctor and they're like, "Did you have a miscarriage?" You're like, "Huh?" And then uh, they were taken and uh the aliens et's would show them a child and they were like am i dreaming and the child would be like a hybrid of an alien mixture and human mixture and uh, that's been very strange and some of these cases have gone for medical diagnosis and yes there's some kind of connection
2: and so yeah that's pretty interesting what's your take on that chris yeah, it is pretty interesting. I mean, from, from what I've been told from the ETs ourselves, is that we are all one, one just a conscience. And then, then we go into a physical body when, when it's our turn or when, when it's our time. And I do know that they do take um, um, our consciousness when it's our time. They place us in bodies. And and if you look, because some people have often said, you know, that, that they feel like that, that they were once a star seed or once an alien themselves, or maybe that they are. And they have now, in fact, a few of the people I've, I've uh, actually interviewed have actually stated that they, that they have memories of being on craft and being in that chamber, that, that holding chamber of the, of the conscience. They have memories of that. And so, yeah, it is true that you, you, could, you could possibly be an actual uh, ET and, and actually been, been your, your mother or whoever could have been impregnated from the ET if she had contact.
1: So now I actually have talked to one person that actually has been on the show and he did announce on the show that, uh, he did wake up during, and it was a male, uh, that he did wake up on the craft while they were, uh, how would you say it? Extracting his DNA. Yeah. We'll say DNA.
2: That's what and it was,
1: them. and it was very painful and uh it wasn't pleasant so and that was very interesting i felt sorry for him cliff jones comes in can you contact them chris uh through SOT when you need them the ets i think he's referring to
2: i guess i can and i will say that sometimes when i do contact them for information they don't come in but a lot of times they've told me when we don't come to give you knowledge just because you already have it you just need to you need to focus more uh
1: cryptic cowboy uh do et stop or bend time and abduct people and return someone almost instantaneously or is there a loss of time or how does that
2: work uh when it comes to time uh if space has no time everything is just a now so when you ask the ets about future or present they will always go back to the term now because everything is now we as humans created time and so when they abduct somebody uh that they can bring him back within a matter of moments so they can take somebody and then within just a matter of seconds they're brought back for instance i did a case once we had a case where um a gentleman and his friend i won't give out names they were uh, they saw a spaceship fly over this was 9 30 at night it flew over and they watched it fly right by them right by them and it only took like just a matter of seconds and it, it was it was gone but in those just in those few seconds it was now 5.30 a.m Oh, they wow. lost. They lost over nine, almost nine hours of time. So we actually hear that a lot in
1: people's encounters. They see it, and in a flash, it's hours by, or they're at another location and don't know how they got there, and how they traveled. Or yeah, so it's very interesting. Gene Hudson comes in. Uh, Denise, I watched a woman talk about this on a show once, and she was pretty believable. In the pain rolling offer was overwhelming. Yeah, and I've actually seen people uh, being interviewed on that gene as well, and they are very believable, and I, I think it does happen. And I don't think, uh, well, I, I know what G-Man knows, and I think our, you know, who knows too about it. But uh, Nicole uh, comes in, Chris, and they. she asks, are they us in the future? Uh, they,
2: they, they are us from way back when, they they were actually her first. They they were one of the first uh, people that, one of the first beings that w- walked this earth, and and then we were kind of like a, we kind of like came off of that, and so they've been here since since clear back. And if you even if you read the Bible, there's talk about bright lights and things coming down. In fact, I actually looked at some artifacts today. Uh, that uh, we have a MUFON uh, UFO magazine that comes out monthly, and there was an article in there about um, ancient coins and, and different. Uh, uh, things from way back in like bc and stuff some of the drawings and the drawings you can see spaceships in the drawings that people were carving and stuff so they were they were way back
1: yes that is correct and uh there is biblical reference of certain things i think uh referring to things in the sky they couldn't explain but uh, they wrote off as uh, angelic and so forth and i think there's older paintings as well Yep. uh that's that's been uh documented too so and yeah they brought of, up uh go ahead i'm sorry chris
2: and a lot of the people back then when they when they would see these things they thought it was an act of god or some kind of religious statement being being placed
1: now for some reason i think brian's going to save me some extra sweet and low boxes when i come up uh so that's funny y'all crack me up i have to i have to tell chris about the, i'll just tell chris now and let's see his, his response so uh Brian Barber, uh you don't have a pleasure to know him yet, but you're going to. Uh he has got Bigfoot feces, uh feces. I can't even say it without laughing, uh poo uh in his freezer, uh es- that belongs to Bigfoot, and it's in a sweet and low box.
2: Good thing and keep it fresh.
1: <laughs> Brian, Brian's like, Really, Chris? Really? Yes. Gene uh, Hudson. Brian also described cold weather as colder than mother-in-law's heart. Ooh. Woo. You know, Gene, uh, she can probably hear you. Anyways, but now, uh, yes. Uh, Neko, you didn't know that, Neko? Oh, my God. I mean, They're actually uh, asking you some pretty good questions. So what's some of your memorable cases that you work with on with MUFON?
2: Well, I've done several cases that are very memorable. In fact, I'm working on one now, that I can't show the videos, but... It's very up-close uh, cell phone capture of a UFO. She captured it um, just it was like, like from like from me here to the computer screen. I mean, it is, it's a very clear photo, uh, video and photos. And uh, some of the cases I've done, we've done uh, one, one case in particular where a gentleman was getting ready to take his dog out. Now, this gentleman was in his early 70s. He was going to take his dog out. It's about 630 at night and just happened to be walking out at the same time this ship was flying over. And, and and as soon as he opened the door, and and he felt this heaviness, and then he was unconscious. When he woke up, he had a huge uh, red bruise across his uh, chest, just like a sunburn red. And, and, wow. he, and Over a three to four hours had passed, and uh, he I, I he called I called him to find out if I could be of any assistance, help him out. And he said oh, he said I don't care about the spaceship or anything so much. I want to know where this bruise came from, where this red mark came from. He said that that's what concerns me and so i worked with him and got everything situated but it's just just go show the right place at the right time and he he had contact
1: wow that's uh that's pretty interesting uh val comes in uh from your knowledge chris and this is what everybody wants to know is there an actual connection with sasquatch and
2: et's and it kind of goes both ways with that answer there is and there isn't because uh sasquatch uh, actually, have been around since the early days of ETs, and there's been references. I, I've actually read articles and reports where Sasquatch and ETs were both. they're again, they we're talking clear back in the caveman dinosaur type days. Uh, there was actually Sasquatch. Then, in fact, there was even uh, an article if I could uh, send it to you, if I could find it, about they think Sasquatch and dinosaurs are s- somewhat related, like they're kind of like a relation to each other.
1: Really? Yeah, I would. I would really entertain that article. Uh because people say that well, they think uh about uh Sasquatch. They've been here for eternity before man, some some people claim. Uh well, not claim that they think. Uh now Cryptic Cowboy comes in. What about what are your thoughts about ETs and orbs? ETs and orbs. <clears throat> yes, I, I do believe that.
2: ETS are and I know for a fact they can be orbs because they were they can actually morph into an orb shape and kind of hide out Until they were until you're ready to actually see their their actual form form A lot of times ETS will change their physical appearance to to try to hide their looks that you don't get scared by what you see
1: Yeah, welcome Kyle Smith and also I noticed through my research and interviews that ETs will also sometimes use something that is comfortable for the humans to it's digest.
2: Screen uh, yeah.
1: yeah. So like we have one person, uh, she fascinate, not fascinates, that's not the proper term. I'll take <laughs> it back if she's watching. Uh, but she likes bunny rabbits and they're comfortable to her and they're not threatening. And when they showed up, uh, they showed up as bunny rabbits. And we're talking not like, you know the size of your feet we're talking like human size uh you know four foot tall five foot tall ones so yeah so what's your thoughts on that chris
2: well yes they can come as uh, bunny rabbits i've heard them come as owls um they even come as some people even claim to see deers giant owls for that matter um there was even one case where a gentleman woke up and he saw a uh, gentleman on a bicycle uh uh making popcorn oddly enough two things that he loved he loved bicycles and he loved, and he loved popcorn so they came they had a bicycle with, with a large popcorn basket on front of it in fact there was one g- gentleman i worked with and he saw what do you refer to as a large jackrabbit
1: and roger blair's uh blair uh do the ets use animal dna for experiments uh just wondering if ets are the ones behind the cattle mutilations what are your thoughts
2: Uh, Yes, the ETs are behind the cattle mutilations. I did a case on that uh, last year for uh, Texas. And the reason they they were taking the cattle is because they store the uh, food supplies on the backside of the moon. They got a storage facility there. That's where they keep all the food supplies. And they told me, the ETs told me, they they were not taking all the cattle, just enough for their supplies. And, And they told me, they said, please share because we are all one nation under God.
1: I've actually heard that before, and I didn't know if that was true or not. Brian Barber comes in. Uh, Are orbs someone or something doing remote viewing? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, Surprisingly, at times I've done remote viewing, I have seen what looks like orbs up up above above me. So I, I do think there is a correlation between there. I'm not for sure on that. I know I've done some cases, and I can see an orb flying around the room. So I don't know if that's where I get my information from at that time or what. But they are i do believe there is a connection
1: interesting yeah because i know a lot of people uh think that it's something or someone doing remote viewing and and that's a good uh, thing to look at it uh i don't know nicole is there a certain environment that attracts them more than others
2: um yes they do love farmland because they can hide out in some of the farm areas uh one thing the reason they can hide out is because they can they can shape shift so they can make themselves smaller or larger and hide it like i say hide behind the clouds or hide even in trees and stuff but uh and they, they are fascinated with farmland and anything with a lot of property you don't you won't see them come you won't see them land too much near the cities it's always in wide country areas
1: that's interesting and uh well they're just firing away what do you think about crop circles uh, there are do you think they're actual messages uh, we're talking the ones that are legit ones not the ones that are made by right. man
2: yeah they, uh, they, there are messages in crop circles a lot of times they will land in crop circles and oddly enough what they're doing when they land in a crop circle is, is they're trying to put out an energy of uh, peace and love and they've actually told me that when they when they land they're putting out like a vibration that's supposed to be like a peacefulness and and w- really when you, when you think about the crop circles um, the crop circles not being harmed. They're just it's just the way they bend them when they land. The crop circles are actually still very healthy. Um, you can tell the difference because if it's a man-made crop circle, it's it's not going to look anything like what 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 the ETs would would do. And there's actually a texture difference too.
1: Yeah, don't they implode? Yep. So, and I think uh, the other ones, I think have radiation, don't
2: they? I think they do. So. Yes. In fact, actually, when the ETs land in the crop circles, if you were to walk up to a crop circle within an hour after after it happened, you will get a sense of like, almost like a like a like an energy jolt when you touch the when you touch the uh, branches.
1: Interesting. Uh, Cryptic cowboy comes in. Why do they only take tongues and private parts of a cow? You think?
2: Um, I couldn't really say for sure. Um, I would almost say the reason they take tongues is because. No, I can't really speak of that. I don't, I don't have the answer.
1: Interesting. Uh, cryptid, they use the enzymes, those parts. I heard that, too, Standing Stones. Uh, so, yes. Let's see here. Uh, I heard that, too, that they rub it on their skin. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, that's
2: where the rumor, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, very interesting. I'm scrolling down here. Let's see here. Uh, see here typical i feel that it's uh from this i really feel that from this podcast or didn't see positive okay brian they found liquid mercury in the pyramids are the pyramids a type of a power grid
2: uh, yes they are the pyramids do, do contain a uh, power in fact i've actually heard where if you were to take like a like a light bulb and put it on the pyramids and and, and stare at it for even just for five minutes you will see a slight bit of a glow coming from the light bulb because of the energy levels.
1: I heard about the li- uh, the liquid mercury. I heard about that. And uh, I think, and somebody can fact check me on this, I think all the pyramids are missing the tops of them. Yep. Uh, that I forgot what type of tops they were. Don't quote me. Somebody has to check that. But that also resonates and then supposed to shoot up in the sky and whatever. But uh, uh, clear quartz is that what it was, Nicole? Was it clear quartz, Chris? Yeah, clear quartz. Okay, I, I couldn't remember, I knew it was something missing off of it. So, uh, probably cow, cow to have racial levels. Yeah, that's that's true, but uh, really good questions. I love it. So, uh, yes, quartz. Okay. I couldn't remember because I, I I think way back when, I don't, know if, I don't know if it got stolen or removed or I don't remember what happened, but I knew the tops were gone. So, yes. All right. Any more questions,
2: ladies and gentlemen? So what other I cases
1: have, you've been working on?
2: Go ahead, Chris. I do have one question here from a friend of mine. She asked, um, were well, humans being seeded by extraterrestrials? Uh, that is true in some cases uh, they did they did um, take our seeds, our dna to help us populate and that's the one thing they they got through to me uh during one of our chats was that they want us to populate they want us to grow and they want us to and they want us to live longer lives and they can live for millions of years and some of the ets can they can live for quite a while compared to us but they want us to stay healthy and, and keep us going so that's why they heal and, and take us because they want us to live long lives because they told me, this is the truth, they told me once that, that we on Earth are the only friends they have, basically.
1: Interesting. So, yeah, Bigfoot does love quartz. Uh, very interesting. So, and I think uh, they're starting to realize that they can write information on quartz and store information, I think. So, interesting. Yeah, the Jewel movements and watches, yes. I thought they used rubies and sapphires and watches or, or certain high-end watches. And see how some quartz, you're right, quartz movement. Yeah, you're right. So sugar quartz. So what other interesting facts, ET's uh things? Uh Gene Hudson know. comes in. What's the worst abduction story you ever heard of? And what's your best? That's a good one, Gene.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the best cases that, that I've, I've done uh, it was kind of a heartbreaking case because the uh, 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 lady lady was uh, having experiences from like almost ten to fifteen years before she contacted a move on, but she was afraid to tell anybody because she was afraid of, of what they would say about say to her and, and all the ridicule and shame she would have to go through. And she was just scared. She didn't know what was going on because. She, all she knew was she would she would see a light coming in her room, and then next thing you know she'd wake up hours later, and, and she could tell something had happened to her, and she had no memories in between. And she saw a, a UFO show on History Channel one of those networks, and and thought well, she, and thought that maybe what she was seeing was uh, E.T.s because it kind of fit the pattern. So I be so she called Mufon, and I got the case. I worked with her, and she was very um, upset because. She would tell me her stories. And as she's beginning to tell me her stories, I was the first person she there was first person she'd ever told all this to. As she was telling it, more memories started coming back to her. And then she realized, okay, she's been she realized she was being abducted. And I worked with her for several times. And the hardest part was I think it was a third or fourth phone call. She wanted to know if she was being punished while all this was happening. And I told her, No, you're not being punished. Um, that they were here to help you and help you uh grow and, and become stronger and more knowledgeable. I said, they're not here to harm you. And I worked with her and gave her some uh, meditation uh, techniques to help her uh, be more calmer during the abductions, during the situations. And now she's able to able to communicate with them better. She's she's been able to tell her family about it and they've accepted it. Uh, it's one of the, probably one of the best heartbreaking cases I've ever had.
1: That's interesting. And I know some people uh, think they are going crazy or gone crazy or losing their mind. Um, they become alcoholics or substance abusers, I should say, and go in severe depression. So that's, uh, that's something, yeah. Uh, Brian wants to know, do people with abilities get abducted, abducted more? And what's the RH negative connections or anything? What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, a lot of people um, get abducted that don't have abilities. And then once they're abducted, they're brought back with the knowledge to help them grow into their abilities. Um, and, and in some cases, it works the other way, too. Some people who have abilities get abducted. But a lot of people that I've worked with have actually stated they did not have any psychic or any abilities until after they were abducted. Then, then they started being able to have more knowledge and, and able to do their psychic work in some cases.
1: Uh, Gene Hudson comes in, if they were taking people to help them, why are they, why are the people not given the choice to go or not to go? The,
2: uh, what they do is, in some cases, if you do not want to get abducted, you, you actually say, you know, you don't have permission to take me. And a lot of times they will not. But in some cases, they take people, not only they heal them, but because they feel they need to because that person has a mission. Like my mission, what they were, they were doing to me was to teach me and, and help me understand how to help other people heal and help and, and work with other people in a more higher way. And some people, even they don't they don't know they're going to get taken. They, they, don't, they didn't choose it, and but it does happen. And if you don't want to be taken, you can always say, you're not permission to take me. And if you tell them they do not have permission, they will not take you. And if you don't, they don't be surprised. They don't take you, and they bring you back fuller and stronger. So it's really more of a more of a, a learning technique or more of a learning situation than anything.
1: Well, and I think, too, from my understanding, there are also some bad ones out there that really don't give two
2: craps. There is. There is. And from what I've been told from IETs, that the bad ones do not associate with the good ones. They keep their distance. They don't fight. They just let them do their thing, and they do their thing. But not every race is bad. You, you can have, like, let's, we know there's at least 65 races up there, okay? Now, 60, Now some people will say this race is bad or that race is bad. That's not true. Every race may have a few bad um, ETs in it, just like humans. There are some bad humans, and there are good humans. So not every race is bad. Some may be. I mean, there might be a few ETs here and there that are bad, and they do terrible things but not every race is completely bad. There's, there's It's kind of a mixture.
1: Uh, let's see here. Have you remote view to other worlds? If so, can you elaborate some, please?
2: I have remote view to different um, worlds. Um, I get into a state of mind and I let myself kind of go there. And then I just kind of look around and see things. And when I'm ready, I just kind of come back into it. I, I've been to, um I will say I've been to um, the moon, um, just, just briefly, and I've been to a few other places. Um, they've actually took me to some places I can't really recall where they took me offhand. I'd have to ask them. But I've actually time traveled the different areas around Earth and stuff, different places, and then came back. Uh, the jeweled phoenix. I've been reading about crystals
1: are such an important part of our history. I think crystals are very important uh, important part of our ability to understand and communicate. What's really interesting, the jewel phoenix, is that if you look at crystals, and let's just go back 100 years, what were our things made out of? They were not made from synthetic materials, right? So we had frequencies, vibrations. Uh, we didn't have all that. Look at our shoes, leather soles. Look at our canes, you know, wood it didn't have the rubber boots on them because it would ground and uh if you research that you'll notice things canes with brass handles uh it wasn't to be fancy uh canes with crystals uh tops it wasn't to be fancy it was because of the frequencies and the vibrations is that correct
2: chris oh yes oh yes in fact if you look back in some of the old some of the old drawings and stuff from Way back when you'll see, like, artifacts, uh, canes, uh, d- various things. Um, there was even, I uh, even saw a photo earlier today. Uh, uh, they found underwater, um, it looked like rocks and everything, but it, it was in the formation of a spacecraft underwater. So it's going to show how far these things date back. And Brian Barber
1: uh, asked, have you ever remote viewed someplace and then regret it that you did?
2: Ah uh, yes, I went to a uh, concert. Uh, I went went to a concert from 1971. I went and watched, sat and watched a concert outdoor festival, and uh, to my chagrin, I went to the went went to the show, and within 10 minutes there came a huge downpour, and I got soaked. Oh wow!
1: In some of the cases that you worked in your remote view, how do you deal with all the emotions in everything?
2: Yeah, it is very tough because there are times I can do uh, like a, a case for like a murder or just a case to help somebody, and I, and I start taking in those those energy levels of the person who can who inflicted the pain. It's very hard because I can begin to feel their anger, or if it's a woman who has had a who, has, who has lost her child, I feel her sadness. Um, in fact, I even uh, did some remote viewing here recently, and and uh, the person who had who who I was remote viewing had an illness and i began to have the uh stomach cramps that she that she was reporting to have had and it, it was terrible because w- once you tap in it's hard to get rid of it until you set yourself off and then you just kind of what, what i normally do is i tell myself okay that it's not me i am different i'll just get myself out of it but you have to be careful
1: and nico's asked what band was that that you went and watched and got soaked
2: <clears throat> Actually, it was the Genesis.
1: Interesting. And what's your thoughts on Atlantis? Was it an alien base, or what's your thoughts? It,
2: it was an alien base. Um, it, it it definitely was. I, I, I can say that with honesty.
1: Somebody else told me that a while back ago, and I was like, I wondered about that because they talked about the technology and everything. It was it fascinated me their theory on Atlantis, and while they said. And while they thought it was Alien. So, interesting. Very interesting. Oh, that's nice, you all. Yeah, we actually do have a great audience. I'm very pleased with the audience. Well, they're just firing away
2: on you, Chris. (laughs) You guys are doing a great job. Keep the questions coming. Keep coming.
1: Very interesting. So... Let's see. A Brian Cowboy. Who else has a cryptic cowboy in a sweet and low box? Needs a tow truck on a regular basis. We rock it. Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Speaking of tow truck, where is Rebecca? That's wild. I think she was under the weather yesterday, wasn't she? Hopefully, she's okay. So, I think she was on earlier. I I'm not, I can't remember. I'm bad with memory. Terrible. Have you ever did any cases that you're like, shut the front door? Oh, and yeah. And they that's... were actually true?
2: I've done cases that, um, well, for instance, I did, did a case once. Uh, one of the first cases I ever did, um, it was a large outdoor uh, con- three-night concert festival, all heavy metal. And and, and they captured on, on camera, or, uh, on photo, uh, of a UFO sh- a spaceship triangle right above the, uh, the uh, outdoor festival. And they had this all on, on, on photography. Now I wasn't at the concert. None of us in, in the UFO community was. But we investigated the uh, the case. We, we enhanced the photos, enlarged them. And we're like, okay, this is definitely a, a case of a of UFO uh, hovering over the, the concert area. It took almost six months. And we finally found out that it was not a UFO. That it was actually the stage lights projecting in the sky, giving off that triangle look.
1: Oh, wow. It, yeah it took,
2: six, took six months to figure that out because we had to finally got the photos sent to us and got our answer but for six months we were like hey yeah
1: uh, let me tell you something i i've done it before so yes i'm glad rebecca's okay i'm glad she's just laying back that was funny because i saw that pop up when i said that when she typed it so yes i'm glad she's okay but, uh, no, I, I've done that, and I was doing it earlier with video. I thought I was going to die. My heart kept yeah. racing. And it's like, huh, ah, you know, trying to figure stuff out. So,
2: We interviewed all the band members, all, all the people around, to see if anybody had any, any special drones or special techniques or effects. Nope.
1: Brian says, what did Bob uh, Lazar get right? I think he was right on everything. I don't think anything he said
2: was wrong. No, he he was spot on correct. He yeah. He,
1: he, so yeah. Uh I think everything that he said came to fruitation. Even though everybody made fun of him that everybody thought, uh oh. Uh what do you think Skinwalker Ranch is all about? That's a good one, Crifton.
2: Yeah, it's all about the skinwalkers. Uh, way back uh, back in the day they cursed the land and, and put out so much negative energy towards the towards not only the just the ground itself. Anybody that steps foot out on that ground is going to have that negative energy. And what happens is the negative energy gets into you and it causes you to, to lose your thought process. It causes you to go off kilter. You start to feel sick. And, and depending on how strong a person you are, if you're not a very strong person, that, that effects could hit you like a ton of bricks instantly. And not only does the energy so strong, but it produces, a, it, it can make you hallucinate. You can see uh, ETs. You can see things that you wouldn't normally see. And... Oddly enough, not everything is just an illusion. There has been numerous cases of actual UFOs flying over the the, the uh, area.
1: Uh, Krypton also asked, "Does it involve ETs?" You think?
2: Oh yes, the the, uh, the ground being uh, cursed is not is not evolve Not um, had nothing to do with ETs, but the, but they do fly over quite a bit. In fact, there has been just recently several reports of ETs over the um Kenwalker Ranch.
1: Uh, what is Kyle Smith is asking? What is the scariest thing you ever remote view?
2: Uh, the scariest thing would probably be because I do we do a paranormal show uh, weekly or not weekly, but every few weeks called something wicked, and uh, I do remote viewing during 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 those uh, episodes to see if I can figure out what's going on in the house or what spirits are trying to uh, make contact. And I was doing remote viewing for for them, and then um, I went. Few days afterwards, after cause we did a case, I was on a I think a Saturday or a Sunday, maybe it's Friday, but anyways, a few days later, I went home and thought I would go outside, sit in the, sit out in the deck. We have a deck and do some remote viewing for the ETs, see who all I can make contact with besides the ones that come around me a lot. And so I did a uh, remote viewing for him, and uh, I started to film the thing while my camera shut off. The uh, and then all of a sudden, I had this huge uh, urge to write down the word. We are here now. And I looked up and you could see what looked like a flashing lights in the sky. And it began to come a little bit lower, lower, lower. And then out of the clear blue, just just as it got, oh, I want to stay within. I can't really decide that it it vanished, just vanished. And when it vanished, the whole area, the whole property got completely silent.
1: That's interesting. (laughs) Uh, Krypta wants to know, are you a star child?
2: Um, I don't know for a fact that I'm not, but I can't honestly say that I am either. I'd I'd almost say that more than likely, yes, considering the fact that I've had memories of these since I was a child. In fact, one of the earliest memories I have was a, uh, one of my uh, ETs came down as an angel and she came down, I was just a little kid and she came down and we sat together at the uh, kitchen table and we just sat there and I didn't, I don't know her name all I knew was I knew her from somewhere and we made contact.
1: And what are your thoughts on my lab's abductions and the secret space program?
2: I think that um, there's, you see, there's so much information that the secret space program has that the closer we get, the more, the more I want to say um, hush, they're going to become. We're, ne- we're never going to have all the information we want because because this is the truth, they're going to keep all the best information and best evidence to themselves. They're never going to release everything. All they're going to give us just just li- like this little bread and butter here and there. L- they're going to give us the whole story. And uh, if, if 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 I could tell the secrets to what the space program has, I would I, I would love to. But I, I even mean, I don't have all the information or answers.
1: I feel like I need to hook you up to a polygraph machine. The way they're firing across your bow. Uh, what are aliens thoughts on God in heaven?
2: Oh yeah. This is a good one here. Um, There is a God, but they don't call him God. They call him a higher source. And, and that's actually what he is. He is a higher source because he has more knowledge than any of us will. And it is true that he does exist. I have personal communication with, with the higher source or God, as you call him. And he's one of the people I work with next to the ETs and spirit guides. And, um, ETs do worship him. Like I say, they call him the Higher horse. And, and anybody can uh, speak to speak to the Higher horse or God, if you want to call him that. Anybody can speak to him. It's like you you, you can have contact with ETs if you if, if you're wondering, people who are listening to this wondering who their ET races are, who their guys are, that. just just sit back, go in a quiet room, just sit back and and let your mind just kind of wander off, and just ask the question. You'd be surprised if you don't hear an answer. interesting
1: let's see here what the heck did that pop up here let me get off that now that was a good question uh welcome anthony nice to see you and uh, says omnipresent what do you think the monotalk project was a real thing that went on or do you think it's still going on
2: i think it's still going on and i do believe it was real um i got no proof of that but i think it's still going on um Some of the chats I've heard and rumors I've heard, they make it sound as if it is, although I can't prove nothing, so.
1: Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, What is Gene's like, what is the Uh You have to Google that one, Gene. That's a good one. So... And that's a good one.
2: To those out there listening, if, you, if I do teach a psychic class uh, uh, during the week. Uh, it's an eight-week certification course. It's only 200, and everybody gets certified as a remote viewer. And what I do is I help all the students. I teach them how to open up their, their psychic side more to become more acceptable to understanding and learning things. It's, it's a great course, and everybody gets certified as remote viewers. And you become a little bit more psychic when you take my course because I help you understand and help you hear things and see things better.
1: Interesting. All right, let me see if I can do this real quick before we wrap up. Let me uh, blow this back up and get that off. Let me hit uh, present, share screen, and uh, let me see if I can. Uh, so I just popped this in. Can you see it? Oh uh, Yes. All right, so we're going to go through some of these. Uh, I just popped this in. So let's see what we got going on on this one. So this goes back to 10:20. Now I got this camera hiding in the trees. There's a little uh little buck. Some deer. Interesting. Another buck. Hmm. Squirrel, see it down there? Oh, yep, yeah. from the tree. Ooh, see the deer. Yeah, I see that one. Yeah. yeah, all right. Deer, 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 deer. Man, that's pitch black. Wow, that's strange.
2: Yeah.
1: And we had a man backstage on the YouTube channel who met someone who's lost his arm in the Montauk Project. Yeah. And Chris, how they uh, find you and get a hold of you too?
2: And you can find me on Facebook at Chris Harmon Croppy King. You can also find me on uh, Mufon dot and our paranormal show. You can re- you can find that that on YouTube and Facebook. It's a uh, Something Wicked Paranormal Investigations, and you can watch all of our episodes. Uh, we put out mm-hmm. new episodes every every so often. Uh, in fact, we got four episodes yet to be released. So, yeah, Ch- check yeah. me out and. Uh, Look at, look at
1: that turkey there. Interesting. Yeah, I'll make sure and, and uh, follow him there. Uh, Chris will be back on. Uh, that's behind the house. Uh, so I just want to see what's going on. So I have no idea who that was, but I got turkey behind the house. I knew that. So uh, interesting. I, I just popped it in. I, I'm just going to go through footage after the show. So, yeah, it was fun. But, uh, but uh, from coast to coast around the world, Chris, thank you and we'll catch you next week, and uh, don't forget our show's tomorrow, and uh, everybody have a good night. See you, Chris. Adios.
0: It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No, we're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? (laughs) <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, sure, sh- Should I run? <laughs> okay. okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? <laughs>
1: Action. <laughs>
0: i uh, got out here! <laughs> it's a grizzly. Uh, I'm out of here! Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. <gasps> it's a grizzly. Oh, f- it. Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just going to sit here and listen and watch.
2: Let's get out of here, maybe. (laughs) Paul! (laughs)